Welcome to Solutions for a Simpler Life. This is Glenda Lehman Irvin with Lehman's On the Square in Kidron, Ohio. We're glad you've joined us. Welcome to Chris Hess, Lehman's store manager. Uh, Chris, tell me about the work that you do here and how long you've worked here. I've worked here almost a year. I think it'll be a year at the end of June. I do a lot of different things from operational to merchandising. Um, I work closely with the Mount Hope location as well, too, kind of planning out their day-to-day business along with here, um, work with marketing, whatever I can do operationally to make sure that we run a tight ship and that we uh, run financially sound and operationally focused. I also know you're an expert at finding things we need in random warehouses and attics. Yes. I just asked him if he had an old ladder and he said, I think there's one in one of those buildings. So we kind of tease him about being able to find everything. Yeah, I think from a perspective of watching a lot of television and American Pickers, I can kind of see value of stuff that some people might see as junk. So when we are Going through these piles of what looks like asbestos in some buildings, I kind of point out things that I think we could possibly make money on, uh, that your father might be interested to hang somewhere, or just uh, in general that we can use for whether it's a tiny house or for some construction material later that I think people would be interested in. Yeah, you mentioned the tiny house. Tell me a little bit about that. Uh, It was a partnership with Old Hickory. I think you guys had the idea, what, about a year ago. I think we partnered with them. And it was just a way to convey to customers what they can do with anything from a smaller shed to a 36-foot structure, some of the things that they can do from that. We were able to use some of our own old barn siding. Um, We had ideas from other people as well, too, to things that we can come up with uh, to give it that homey feel. Use a lot of our um, product to decorate it from um, a uh, gas stove to a propane tiny refrigerator. Um, I think we're going to incorporate some water pumps and things like that as well, too. But there's a lot of homesteady items that we could use in there. But I think whether it's in your backyard just to get away from the family or do crafts in or actually to live on a homestead, I think Layman's has everything that's provided that we could make you do whatever level of interest that you would want to do it. Oh, that's great. And it's about 200 square feet. Mm-hmm. And it's um, just outside Layman's retail store in the garden. And it's open whenever the store is open. Yes. And uh, yeah, you can always come check it out whenever you're interested to see it. Uh, from our ribbon cutting this weekend, we got a lot of positive feedback. And we're going to continue to add things such as solar panels, a sleeping loft. And the company was so pleased with what the outcome of the tiny house was. I think eventually we're going to have even a a higher-end one with more bells and whistles and kind of go from there. But I think it's going to continue to grow. I know we are, excuse me, in the process of setting up a landing page, which will be layman's.com slash tiny house that will have videos and photos. It really is just 200 square feet of simplicity and practicality. Um, You've talked a lot about layman's homesteading products. Do you have a favorite product from layman's? Um, I've tested a few things, uh, butter churns and things like that. My wife and I are actually looking to get into chickens. Um, We're able to have five chickens on our property in the village that we live in. But we've tried everything. uh, The sprout growers that Amy pushes, my wife's big into. The butter churning we've tried from the test lab. A couple of different things here and there, but uh, we always garden. So you did that before working in Yes, Yeah, and then I added some of those products on as well. Uh, we used to have a fairly large garden in our backyard. We've kind of dwindled down over the years as the children moved out to college, but now we actually use our back planting beds that are attached to our house, and we grow tomatoes yearly and uh, things like that. We actually grow tons of tomatoes. My wife cans salsa every year and makes a spaghetti sauce and things like that as well. So 
Well, she must be thrilled that you're working here. I know you, <laughs> you came from a corporate background at Kohl's, which is very different. Yeah. Um, but some of those same principles you used in the big corporate environment, I would think, apply at Layman's? Oh, yes, without a doubt. Even though it was a big box retailer, there's a lot of things that I learned from there that are very applicable to here as well. Um, from running day-to-day business to being more productive and being profitable from that perspective. But then the customer service part of it was huge. I mean, Kohl's was very driven about customer service. We had five things of criteria from customer satisfaction that we were heavily based on. And I think those key attributes I've brought over to layman's. And as we hire new employees and work with existing employees, we continue to fine tune them and show them how to focus and how just little interactions with customers and conversations with customers, whether it's bus tours and doing walk-on tours and things like that can make a huge difference and really build your customer base and make you an authority for both homesteading, customer service, but as a tourist site as well. Yeah, I know that we have a lot of unique events here at Layman's, so I don't suppose you did chicken classes, pie baking, and goat yoga when you were at Kohl's. <laughs> no, none of that. My wife is a yoga enthusiast. However, I don't think maybe maybe one time she's ever done goat yoga, but she's always been interested and she loves goats. So if available, she will definitely try to make her goat yoga here as well. But no, no classes. Well, that is certainly something different here. Um, what advice do you have for people who are just starting their journey to homesteading. They're starting their journey to a simpler life. I would say based on conversations I've had with customers, and we have some that um, some customers that are both going all in, putting their toe in the water, kind of testing it. It's just a plan to uh, exactly what you need to get started. I'm one of those people where I, I sometimes when I get into something new, whether it's motorcycling or bicycling or something, don't go out there and buy everything that's relatable to it. Uh, work with some of our employees to come up with, hey, what are the t- key areas or key items I need to get started first and then build from there? There's no reason to spend a lot of money on some stuff that you might need, but there are some specific things that you do need to get started if you want to do it the right way. Well, for your example of raising chickens, you can't just go out and get chickens. You yeah. have to have a way to feed them and water them and, mm-hmm. and contain them and bring them home to roost and that kind of thing. All right, we're going to switch to something a little more fun right now. Um, what would your coworkers or customers be surprised to know about you? I mean, the motorcycling thing always shocks people. And what do you mean by the motorcycling thing? The, the level of which it's gotten to over the years. I've um, ridden to all the lower 48 states. Um, I've got an embarrassing collection of motorcycles at some point, like where I even caution saying something. Because some people, unless you're a motorcyclist, like a true motorcyclist, they don't understand that you get a weird look when they say I have seven motorcycles or something like that. So you have seven <laughs> so motorcycles? Between, yeah, between the, you know, and I'm adding always, but I've come to the realization over the years not to sell them anymore. I always feel remorse when I sell a bike. So it's about keeping that, that, um, but that would be the biggest thing that, you know, there's some people, there's a criteria of the country. And then there's people that are just Harley Davidson hardcore, which I'm not. I do have Harley Davidsons. I appreciate them, but I'm also big into Italian bikes and things like that too. And it's shocking to the amount of people that are motorcyclists that have never heard of some of my bikes, even though the companies have been in existence since Harley Davidson has. So, but that's always been a passion that was created, you know. It sounds like you're a bike connoisseur. Yes. What did you want to be when you were growing up? The store manager at Layman's? I'm guessing maybe not. <laughs> no, but, it, you know, definitely it's a good career choice. 
The one I wanted to be the most was a special effects person in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. When I was a little kid, I used to build models. And actually, there was a magazine called 123 Contact or something like that that I won a little competition when I was a kid because I made a Godzilla-like set with towns and cities. And uh, it was 3D and everything and sent that on. But I've always been huge into sci-fi movies and things like that. And, you know, now they use CGI. But back in the old days, they would actually build models that looked realistic and things along those lines. And that'd be something that I always really... Or being, you know, that some level of Hollywood or directing or something like that. Because I'm huge into cinematography. I always notice those kind of things in movies. Do you still have that movie set? No. No? All right. (laughs) It got probably burnt. (laughs) All right. Final question. How do you like to spend your free time? Motorcycling and bicycling. So two-wheeled. I'd say for the most part. And with my family, yeah. So now that Wyatt's getting older, he's going to be three and a half years old. Hopefully he's starting to pick up bicycling, but that'll be a really big one. And then maybe when he's 16, the motorcycle aspect. Good. And how does Wyatt feel about layman's? Uh, He loves it. Every time he goes in here, he makes a beeline to the toy department. Of course he does. (laughs) Well, hey, this has been really fun. Thanks again, Chris Hess, uh, layman's store manager in Kidron, Ohio. The next time you're in our store, stop by and say hello. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. This is Glenda Lehman Irvin with Layman's, where we stand for a simpler life. Thanks for listening. For more, visit layman's.com. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.